In the first episode of Intermittent Brain Fasting, I speak to Mini Vasudevan. Mini Vasudevan is an Indian animals rights activist based in Coimbatore. She founded Humane Animal Society, otherwise known as HAS, in 2006, and she currently runs the organization. The organization has positively impacted the lives of over 55,000 animals. In 2019, she was awarded the Nari Shakti Puraskar, which is the highest civilian honor for a woman in India. She's inspired many other people to set up organizations and drive change in the community. I have known Mini personally for a very long time, but it was high time we sat and spoke about a myriad of topics. In this conversation, we speak about setting up and successfully running an NGO, veganism, feminism, and what you can do to help the creatures who don't have a voice in your community. With that, I bring you Mini Vasudevan. <laughs> Thanks for joining the show Mini. Uh thanks for doing this. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. It's my pleasure. <laughs> Anytime Mini. So Mini, let's uh, let's jump straight into it. Um the topic of today's conversation is um animal welfare. So um I was watching a video of you recently where you said um uh, a nation and her moral progress can be judged by the way animals are treated. So for someone who's not involved in animal welfare, why would you say animal welfare is important well uh see animal welfare and human welfare are so interlinked so we as a species or any species no doesn't exist um by themselves um as we have all learned and uh, we know so we are all uh, you know every species depends on another species and so this the whole ecology ecosystem depends on mutually benefiting each other and not exploiting so it is a balance that is there and human welfare without animal welfare is not human welfare that is that is the view that we get if if you study nature enough and um, that is fundamentally the reason animal welfare is important but a lot of times people uh, you know interchangeably use animal rights and animal welfare uh but animal rights is completely different it is it is a total different paradigm uh when com- when related to animal welfare what's animal- the difference mini you would say the, the between animal welfare and animal rights for someone who does not understand yeah so be- animal welfare is more the relationship of humans with animals so mm-hmm. that relationship could be symbiotic relationship could be exploitation relationship as in using an animal for human benefits all of that comes but at the same time ensuring that the animal is treated well got it so animal rights is intrinsic right intrinsic right of an animal and um, it is a non negotiable right it is not about you know uh, how an animal is useful to a human and uh, therefore the welfare of the animal is important but the right of an animal to have a suffering free existence it has its own you know on its own right to um enjoy its uh, life to the fullest uh, without uh, being exploited um, so that is rights so animal rights is very different from animal welfare though you mm-hmm. know many times people use them interchangeably got it got it so speaking of this relationship between animals and and humans i mean we have about 30 million stray dogs in india currently 
So what's the public perception of stray dogs, Minnie? I mean, for uh, for people who have been used to stray dogs all our lives like me, it's very hard to be empathetic to someone who hasn't. So w- being in the space, what would you say is the general perception of, uh, of stray dogs in the community? Yeah, so are you referring to India by India as a India. country? Yeah, India. So, yeah. So in India, it's a little bit different, you know, uh, compared to rest of the world or developed. Not, I wouldn't say rest of the world because uh, there are many countries in the world which are very similar to India when it comes to um, you know stray dog population and relationship with humans with stray dogs as well as pet dogs, pet uh, dogs as species. If you look at, um, as you know, uh, you know. Dogs and humans, the relationship probably is the, you know, goes the farthest when compared to any other species uh, that interacted with humans. The domesticated species that we talk about today came much, much later than the dogs. So yeah. dog-human relationship is, is been the longest ever in the history of uh, human species. And so the bond is also very special, yeah. you know, especially with dogs. Definitely. So in India also it's not different, but the way in in this country, um, due to the proliferation of stray dogs, uh, it's it's little bit different in terms of their um, overall, you know, um, eco- I mean uh, the the ecosystem in which dogs and humans yep. uh, coexist um, yep. is a bit different. So it is not, they are, of course, they are uh, part of the, people recognize them as part of the community, people recognize them as um, being there and they they acknowledge their presence. Um, but, you know, um, the, the bond of a human and a dog that is perceived as, um, uh, as a sacred bond is not some, something very much there in uh, India. Many people consider them as uh, probably nuisance. Um, mm-hmm. More because of there, are, there being a lot of stray dogs um, uh, without much uh, control of the population, and also uh, the free roaming dog concept has been always there in India. Yep. You know, without uh, a of course concept of having a home, and especially having every dog needs to have a home is what um, you know a lot of lot of countries have that philosophy that if a dog didn't have a home. Um, it it needs to be put down because it its life has no meaning. But you mm-hmm. know our country always always had free roaming dogs as part of a culture, and yeah. uh, they were part of uh, communities and people acknowledged them as you know other other humans around. Um, yep. But you know not they they I wouldn't say that they got a um, the uh, deserved status as uh, it should you know <laughs> if I might say it that way. Yeah. Definitely. In fact, many uh, one of one of my friends who had visited um, India from Japan, he was very surprised by not just the amount of stray dogs, but stray horses, uh, stray cows. He was very very surprised when he when he saw these animals walking around. So the first question he asked and, and just struck me at that time was what laws exist for the protection of these animals because no one owns them so if someone sees i don't know cruel act happening or something like that what laws exist to protect these animals because it's so much a part of our culture in india yeah so see companion animals and other uh, you know um, large animals uh, the laws are very different Companion mm-hmm. animals are free animals that um, they exist, um, you know, without any, they can exist without people owning them. 
so all the street animals are uh, responsibility of the state or the country and it, it is like that okay. um, however large animals um, are generally they are owned they may not so much you know um, uh, legally have papers or or anything like that but they are being used and most of these animals are not just um, you know straying on the streets but they are let to stray on the streets because uh, the people who are supposed to look after them or care for them or own them i mean even mm. though as an animal rights activist activist i i i hate to use the term own because mm-hmm. you know we should, to me owning an animal is is is, is unethical yeah but you know these these domesticated animals are owned by people and they are mm-hmm. left to fend for themselves and horses are horses don- ponies and donkeys uh, and their cows bulls bulls so as you know the um, what you call i mean we have evolved and um, yep. the human population has exploded and gadgets have come about and many of these animals that people used for uh, were as work animals and all that they, they don't need them anymore so bulls are left to just you know wander around or they are you know slaughtered or in. so it, it, the, the, there are certain the male of the uh, species that is um, used by human humans for other purposes uh, became useless and uh, so you see them all either they they are just left to fend for themselves until such time they can be sold or whatever um uh, and ponies are used for you know carrying um, weights and you know ca- carrying loads um and they are used in carts and sometimes they are used in festivals um yep. so i think a lot of the economy of today you know is has a exploited exploitative um you know what i mean uh, what you call it stra- there is a lot of exploitation so it is built on exploitation of vulnerable i mean it can be it, there is there is a lot of uh, exploitation for humans as well it's not just only for animals but um, the the weaker i would say any any um, uh, section of society that could be taken advantage of has been taken advantage of advantage of yeah and animals are no exception so it. um it has been like that so unfortunately these large animals that are roaming on the street but i didn't answer your question which was what laws exist mm-hmm. um, india is one of the countries where um, you know the animal welfare laws are very clearly spelled out but okay. when i say spelled out it has been spelled out in 1960 and very oh, comprehensive wow. very exhaustive Okay. and uh, pca act it is called prevention mm-hmm. of cruelties to animals act mm-hmm. and it's one of the best uh, written and explained um, laws in the whole world wow. um unfortunately the 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 better it is explained the worst it's implemented yeah that is the sad part and not only that all the uh, you know the fines the the penalties um the the punishments everything that these laws if violated would result in um is still the same as what it was when they were laid out in 1960 oh wow so the amendments to those the changes in the you know the, the amount of fine so if it is 50 so it is 50 rupees for mm-hmm. you know maiming intentionally an animal wow which is still today 50 rupees 
Oh my god. You know? And okay. there has been a lot of petitions on on the on the uh, you know to change all of that which is which is still not implemented. These are all lying. It has we have we celebrated 75 5th year um uh, was it the se- yeah, uh, yeah. Was it 70 yeah uh, which which uh, independence yeah, independent. for uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so uh, we are still the 1960 was uh, you know the, so uh, 1960 the independence was 1947 but the PCA yep. act was actually 60. in 1960 okay and uh, today we are in 2020 yep and still the same yeah. the penalties and fines so 60 years later we still yeah. at 50 rupees and is there any you can say effort from the government to amend this so do you see activists such as yourself and other people trying to push the government to make changes many yeah all the time all the time activists uh, you know so many activists have um, and it's it's been lying on the table it's not that you know it is not even uh, not considered or anything it's been considered but you know they have not been enacted so those amendments have not you know been made effective the other thing is about uh, implementation you know if you if you if you noticed a violation and you have actually done uh, if you went ahead and filed an fir for a cruelty case or if you noticed that you know these these particular sections are violated in um, somebody you know even having a pet if you went to court to actually you know um, uh, you know to defend an animal so basically you have to defend the, you, you have to be representing the animal which is a voiceless creature and you have to say that you know i am representing and if you try to do it it is met with a lot of lot of uh, resistance and uh, you you don't even um, make make i mean you many times you fail to even get an fir filed you know so that is like a basic thing fir filing is a right you know if you if, you don't have to prove anything for an fir to be filed all it has you to there has to be a cognizable offense that you are going and reporting and it is it is your right to have an fir filed at the police station which we will of deny course. you of course okay. wow okay so it is uh, it's a very very sad state uh, affairs when it comes to implementation of these laws in spite of our country being one of the you know the land of ahimsa and the land of all of this and the one of the best written laws in the whole world yep hopefully hopefully that changes soon huh? i think more voices will will definitely help just have to keep pushing i guess yeah, the, the next thing i want to talk about mini is is um, is csr and corporate social responsibility right mm-hmm. i mean uh, especially in a city like coimbatore where a lot of the csr has been done by private organizations um a lot of these private owned families setting up hospitals setting up uh, educational institutions so you can say csr is sort of like built into the fabric of coimbatore right um so how do you see we see in terms of healthcare education but what about animal welfare and rights and uh, causes for for people or not people but for animals who don't have a voice do you see this uh, being uh, influenced by these um, private companies or not unfortunately no it is uh, it's really very sad because coimbatore has a very uh, philanthropic culture and uh, you know a social responsibility and all that but it's it's very human centric unfortunately very human centric the last year was the first time we got uh, csr funding 
from two multinational companies which have offices in Coimbatore. And no Coimbatore-based company has stepped forward uh, as a you know corporate sponsor for any of our activities. So that is a very um, disappointing uh, fact. Um, and uh, individually, yes, there are some uh, individuals who have uh, above and beyond have gone above and beyond their own you know means to support us. Those those have been there, but you know that is that is nothing compared to a CSR um, you know support which an organization, an animal welfare organization, should have. And uh, Coimbatore being a city with um, so much to offer. Uh, it is uh, rather, you know, unfortunate that, you know, it has really not penetrated into the animal welfare area. And um, I, I, there's my sincere hope that will change in the years to come. And what do you think would help change this, Mini? Is it uh, more uh, awareness, to just, you know, enabling the conversation or what is it? Um, that can help yeah, but I, I, I think it's more conditioning. It's, it's a more conditioned uh, uh, views. So schools, hospitals, they always get a lot of visibility. Yeah. So you have a visibility to that, and you get a name. I mean, there is, there is some clout to the whole uh, action of uh, doing some, something to uh, help. You know, set up a hospital, school, a tribe, especially in rural areas, setting up tribal schools. So, so those have, you know, a, a kind of. A, that the visibility that gets, and if you say that, you know, a shelter, I've, I've tried, helped the shelter, um, uh, you know, um, revamp a shelter, or I've, I've set up a, um, a 10 kennels for uh, uh, this animal uh, organization, or I've set up a... So those don't get that kind of mileage, you know, and then it is a conditioned uh, view of uh, that because of that, there is that reluctance to... Uh, spend and um, uh, maybe that is what is uh, the real reason whereas corporate I mean like the multinationals do have and many multinationals in other countries are used to doing it yes. uh, for non-human uh, causes right yes, and so yes. that philosophy kind of um, works here as well because they are, they have the same philosophy so in another country they still they are still okay to <laughs> no worries. Yeah, so there, mm-hmm. there's still kind of the culture is there, and so, uh, so two companies of Coimbatore. Last year was the first time we actually got CSR. Uh, okay. <laughs> and but wow. this year we have lost it also because of the pandemic. Of course, I can, I can imagine. Yeah. Speaking speaking of donations and and all that, mini. Let's speak about Has. I mean, uh, how did the idea come up? Uh, what made you do it? I mean, it's Has <laughs> now. Has people talk about Has like it's a cultural icon. So uh, <laughs> how how did the idea come up? Yeah, uh, you know, it is. Uh, it's very funny when you think about it because it's. Uh, it was a it was a knee jerk reaction. It was just a knee jerk reaction, and it is so. Uh, you know, coming to think of it, I am sometimes uh, so. I mean, shocked to think. You know, how, how did it ever? You know, grab the guts. How did it ever have the guts to even think that? You know, this is going to you know survive. It was yeah. So it was like a you know feeling of abject. I mean, misery, helplessness. Uh, I I felt when I was I saw a couple a few cases of animals just suffering with with just no help in sight and 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 nobody really knowing you know what could be done so that was really the you know the trigger I would say but you know it the the thing was that it even though that was a trigger there was there were a series of incidents 
uh, that enabled that trigger to uh, make has what it is today and even make that start a little more than a start <laughs> um, make it uh, more meaningful uh, not to just uh, you know I, I, as a founder i feel you know i'm, I'm very humbled at um, how uh, people of Coimbatore have you know come forward to do whatever little they could to help animals in their in their vicinity help them so you know but but it was a knee-jerk reaction it was just uh, a, a, a day of uh, uh, feeling very helpless uh, mm-hmm. I can imagine. Uh, yeah. And uh, and speaking of for people who don't know what Has is or people outside India, uh, how would you describe Has? What's the aim of the organization? What's what's the what's the purpose and vision, Mini, of Has? Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. even you know at the time of starting itself, um, uh, the the vision of was that you know no one should feel helpless. No one should feel helpless when seeing a helpless animal. You know you shouldn't just think okay fine. I can't do. No one should feel I I can't do anything. That that should never be the feeling that one gets when you. So you should be able to do something. There should be a um, you know coordinated and uh, organized effort in enabling a person who wants to do something to help an animal. So there should be a platform. There should be a you know um, a playing field or a. Uh, um, you know, a, um, a field or a, a, a platform, I would call it a platform where uh, anyone should be able to come in and uh, do their little bit and then help, get help from everybody else to make it happen and do it successfully. So that was really the aim. So when, st- when we started, we wanted to it to be a group of like-minded individuals coming forward and you know we we thought you know we could uh, probably foster if we found a injured animal we pick up and we go to um, you know a private hospital get the animal treated and then you know we we take it to one of our homes and keep and foster and get the animal all right and whatever we could we would do you know so the more people did that it would become you know a much more uh, more more and more animals can be helped and saved and uh, probably it will become a movement and um, uh, more people will feel encouraged and inspired uh, to do more, you know. So that is how it started. But, you know, thankfully, Coimbatore Corporation at the time was uh, desperate to start the animal birth control program and they started the center. But as always, you know, a government organization running a program has its own pitfalls and it, this was no different. So we were able to step in at the at the crucial moment because the year has started and the year the um, ABC program was mandated kind mm-hmm. of coincided and uh, luckily you know I would say some you know stars just aligned <laughs> for <laughs> that particular year <laughs> which uh, helped us you know able to run the center for on behalf of the corporation which helped us having a place so everything kind of added up right it's not just one i wouldn't just say one thing really stood out but i think the thing if i were to say what really made the difference was that um, the abc programs getting started and also our ability to convince um, the authorities that you know uh, having it handed over to an ngo to run it on your behalf will be much more efficient effective and successful mm-hmm. than um being run because there are so many pitfalls and it, yep. you know very well um 
you know it all depends on who was at that particular time that something has to run you know, if, yep. if something ran it is only because of the not by the process but because of the person Person, but yeah. uh, you know when when NGOs are involved, when people are involved, and when there is an organized effort from people who uh, who think of it as a passion or who think of it as um, you know a cause beyond themselves, they would you know do it from the heart, and that would make a difference. And when it comes to a voiceless creature, it is not about um, uh, a personal gain anymore. You know, it is about uh, what what you feel for them the empathy i wouldn't call it sympathy i would call it empathy you have to empathize uh with that animal you put your put yourself where the animal is and and that feeling i don't think a lot of everybody will get it mm-hmm. uh, but i think those who get it would want to do something Definitely. and i think what has us today is because of people who had empathy you know coming together Makes sense. And Mini, I think you said one thing which really stood out when you said was running an organization successfully. I think that successful is very important because we've seen, uh, especially in India, we've seen a bunch of NGOs start up for causes, great causes sometimes, but never, you know, don't have a sustainable operation or don't have sustainable means and stuff like that. Right. So um, what would you say are some of the biggest achievements you guys have made? Because I mean, has started in 2006, we are 2020 now. So what would you say just in terms of numbers or something like that? Uh, when you look back, I know Mini, you're not a person who reflects on numbers and on achievements and all these things, knowing you personally. Uh, but, but if you had to, what would you say are some of the biggest changes you made to the lives of street dogs in Coimbatore? Yeah, I mean, we have made huge changes. I mean, I, I, I would say uh, it is above and beyond what I would have ever imagined. And, you know, my life has uh, changed, uh, you know, by, by, by has. You know, it has changed beyond what I would have ever thought. I mean, I, I was a very normal um, individual who had a job who was very focused on, you know, your day-to-day life and things like that. So now, you know, this is uh, grip. I mean, it is a gripping, uh, um, you know, um, a cause which has really brought out lot of um, passion in me which I uh, didn't even know existed right I mean it was it was it, see I always felt uh, uh, my connection with animals was always there that was uh-huh. there but I would never have imagined um, you know working in this level or doing things uh, that what has is achieving today uh, with the help of like-minded individuals and making such a huge um, difference in the lives of many many animals in the city uh, so we have you know impacted positively I mean today more than more than 50 55,000 animals wow. uh, and you know it could be very simple thing as you know providing a vaccination providing some health care doing on-the-spot treatment uh, it could be very small things and it could be life-changing thing I and mean, life-changing uh, you know uh, acts we have we have accomplished for so many animals and predominantly for dogs. Unfortunately, uh, one regret I have is that we have not been able to do a lot for um, large animals. Uh, most of our work has been for companion animals, mostly dogs and also cats, uh, but uh, predominantly dogs. But we have made such life-changing, um, you know, every everything about the life of that animal has changed because of something we did. And that 
I'm immensely proud of that, and um, and and uh, that is something uh, I have never never thought you know would we would achieve you know in 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 in, in any time. We all I was thinking is we would save some four or five animals, you know, and few people will jump. But we have fifty five thousand is a huge number, and uh, the success, of course, is of the the fact that. The people of Kamitur, of course, have come together. That is one thing. Of course. And uh, from the heart, many people have participated not just by money, but by their time, but their effort. You know, we have the fostering network now. Uh, we have youngsters, you know, who have been inspired by our work, who have started their own, um, you know, community-based um, efforts to improve. I mean, this is like so so inspiring that you know they have people have been inspired by this and. They have themselves gone and made changes, and a lot of people in their communities have made changes. Uh, we today uh, we get calls from all over the city um, for spaying, neutering community dogs, which we had to beg and plead and you know uh, ask for people to get the pets spayed and neutered because of the suffering that's causing. People would never ever understand that, but today we are overwhelmed by the number of uh, people who come and ask us to do that and also to help them vaccinate the pets unfortunately in tamil nadu the whole idea of vaccinating against rabies is still even today i would say it is still very poor mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of people especially in rural areas think that vaccinating especially country dogs shouldn't be they have a feeling that country dogs don't need to be vaccinated i mean wow yeah so that is uh-huh. some who think that country dogs are oh that's con- i even know people who come uh-huh. and tell me that i have okay i have a labrador and i have a indian dog But uh-huh. my Labrador is vaccinated. My Indian dog is not vaccinated. Doesn't oh, wow. need to be vaccinated. <laughs> believe me, not oh just one God. person. Mm-hmm. Many people, many people believe that Indian dogs because they are on the street. They don't need to be vaccinated. So it's very a um, mm-hmm. uh, lot of there is a, there is tremendous uh, lack of awareness. I mean, uh, it is uh, it's incredible. I mean, uh, we have we have done a lot of um, uh, uh, you know effort towards creating awareness. I think that is also a big uh, difference that has that has over time has really made a difference to has and also the people who work. A lot of people were not aware, and today, creating awareness has become a fundamental part of our work. Even somebody comes to uh, as an outpatient, uh, you know, bringing an animal, we talk to them, we explain many things, so they go back and talk to their um, neighbors. A lot of people who have adopted from us have. Uh, you know, their neighbors have come and said, you know, like I, I've, yeah. So it it is it is just spread by word of mouth, by by actions of people who have, um, you know, adopted, shown examples, um, community feeders, community, um, um, you know, spay neuter people, fostering network. Uh, it has gone above. I mean, the beyond, way beyond expected, yeah. anybody's imagination, and it none of us felt, none of us really. Thought that it would go to all of this level, and and you know it it brings about a huge responsibility also. You don't want it to fail now, right? I mean, okay, when you started, it was like okay, if it failed, what I mean, what what is at stake, you know? Okay, so the animal in your home, you can take care. So that's the stakes were very very low, but today the stakes are so high, and so you 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 can't I mean you you can't let it fail. I mean, so it it comes with the tremendous amount of responsibility and uh, ownership of you know so many vulnerable animals depend on 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 this organization i can imagine uh, so i think that is that is um, 
that weighs very heavily all the time and uh, fundraising is a very crucial aspect became a very crucial initially you know I, when we i used to spend my money i never bothered never bothered because you know i had a very well paying job i mean i didn't need uh, you know i'm maybe one tenth of the money is all i needed i just didn't need 90% of that money and i used to just spend them i never bothered but that's just not in you know, i mean sustainable you soon reach that you know you can't do much with that yeah that is all you know and then it became uh, very important that there has to be cr- the you know the crowd has mm. to fund i mean like people have to come and donate smaller amounts it's not really few people donating large amounts but huge number of people donating smaller Big, small amounts, amounts smaller amounts uh sustainable donations recurring mm-hmm. donations monthly mm-hmm. donations sponsorship of animals mm-hmm. so various categories which people felt very comfortable and people mm-hmm. uh, we were able to show them that you know where your money is going i think everybody yep. all of us um, you know we would never want to put your money in a black box where you don't of know where course. it's going so showing demonstrating the uh, what the money has actually resulted in um i think that gives a hope to many people to be able to do more and whenever we have had an appeal we have had overwhelming response all appeals always been responded with a lot of positivity which is which is great we have, when we have, when we faced water shortage when we faced uh, you know the pandemic time also we we, we appealed for funds we um we got um and also you know um Uh, growing the organization to a level where um you are recognized and you know beyond the like for getting foreign contributions uh, to support animals that's very important because you know the rupee only stretches so far yes, and definitely. not everybody is very uh, you know capable of having so much disposable and people Income. who care for yes. animals are not really the rich and the famous right most of the time <laughs> that is that most is the, mostly the case many yeah. mostly the case yes. yeah most of the time you see the people who really care for the animals uh, live in the slums live in the area where they probably they themselves are struggling to you know uh, meet their livelihood and uh, and such people can't afford to you know obviously spend money so getting international organizations to recognize your work showing them you know what, what we can, we have we are able to do with the money all of that really made a difference to the organization and um, the people and the uh, the staff the donors the um, you know the the supporters and well wishers all of yep. them enabled that i can imagine so it is it's it's like a uh, how would i would say we were able to create this ecosystem where everybody saw what is what would be the benefit if we did it of so course. we got an ambulance sponsored our ambulance got sponsored by dog stress to be they recognized the work and you know the uh, the rescue ambulance was sponsored by that uh, by them uh, the animal welfare board of india's um, Uh, sponsorship is the dog catching vehicle so the vehicles are getting older see and also when as time goes um i think the awareness should also set in that the expenses are also growing growing and, yes and um, you know there is more and more need for everybody to do fundraising <laughs> anybody who cared about animals should do fundraising should sure, definitely so, definitely think so now speaking of i think you spoke about awareness recognition and responsibility of how it's changed over the years and uh, a big component of that many is is i mean i remember my dad 
texting me one day saying uh, hey mini got this award and i i looked at the whatsapp message i do, don't remember where i was i was wasn't in india i looked at the message and i was like ah oh, it's one of the 100 awards mini gets you know <laughs> and then and then but still i went i googled i looked at what it was and i saw this video of you getting uh, the nari shakti puraskar correct am i pronouncing that right mini <laughs> yes and for those for those people who don't know it's the it's the highest civilian award a woman can get in india right so Now, first of all that's that's amazing that i know a person who who received this that's personally for me a huge thing but for you mini from starting this in 2006 where you thought you could affect the lives of i don't know four five animals yeah, to yeah, now awesome, yeah. and where you were trying to push different people and putting your own money to now where every word you say is almost not taken as gospel but seen as hey this is a beacon of of someone who's done it the right way and people are getting inspired by it so do you see your voice in the community changed after something like this mini yeah definitely i mean <clears throat> i think the recognition made a tremendous impact i mean personally for me i never ever even today i know it's it's just not a personal achievement at all yeah. mm-hmm. okay so it is you know i just happened to be uh, the managing trustee okay i've mm-hmm. been one of, uh, you know i and my husband we founded it together i mean yeah. i it was like my nagging 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 you know i have to do <laughs> so uh, you know but beyond that i think mm-hmm. this organization is what it is not because of me for sure yeah. it is yeah. it is because of so many people who work very very hard uh, to do it so it was a very humbling uh, moment uh, when you know i i had to receive it on the behalf and it just uh, made me extremely uh, how do i say it i mean it, it, it was i was so overwhelmed by by the kind of recognition that this organization which i thought was you know just going to help one or two animals being recognized nationally as having made a uh, impact uh, to the society at large and making people to come forward to enabling people to and empowering people to do work for animals so um, it meant a lot and the recognition really brought forth a lot of um, people to come and see okay now what are they really doing you know so people who were close to us uh, knew what we were doing but a lot of people were very uh, vague about all of this oh animal oh somebody you know going after dogs or somebody doing this. so beyond the point nobody even understood what is the impact how we were you know helping humans by you know how we were controlling babies how dogs welfare was um, you know being changed by um, you know simple things of uh, you know um, a road traffic accident victim being giving a new lease of life rather than you know lying on the street eventually decaying and dying so those kind of things people came and saw visited there were so many visitors so uh, there was of course you know a lot of media that was uh, uh, really very intrigued by you know and they all wanted to come and see and those videos really helped uh, gain give us a lot of visibility which we never got before uh people never even wanted to come and visit a shelter before but they came and they wanted to see um the paralyzed dogs using the wheels and you know happy happily enjoying the life and uh, s- complicated surgeries being done uh life changing surgeries being done uh, in fact and um, and the sanctuary the sanctuary was like something i mean it was like for me it was a, like a dream come true and um uh, again you know it was it it just things just fell in place is all i can say because um finding a place and 
you know i planted like 100 it was like a barren piece of land like 100 trees that were planted today it's like you know such a green and shady um, providing so much of shade to um, at least 60 70 animals a pony and a cow and so this eight years you know that is uh, so I, i recently one of my friends had visited and uh, she was saying you know eight years back i visited you, would you like to see a picture actually i don't even have a picture of that time and unfortunately oh, wow. i don't I'm not one of those people who you know I live in the moment but I just yes. don't I'm not one of those who chronicle these events properly most mm-hmm. of all the highest chronicles have been done by other people believe me mm-hmm. I've never been that kind of person to uh, mm-hmm. track all these things and for me I have to live in the moment I just do okay next what is to be done and how yes. next how how tomorrow is going to be you know <laughs> what are the new challenges we are going to face <laughs> and uh, you know so um, Karan, you know, your dad has been one of the people who have been involved with the organization early days, and mm-hmm. I know he, he has helped us uh, adopt so many animals. And yep. how he has been able to do it has been seen by so many other people in the yep. neighboring farms that they have adopted. So it is yep. like you know, it is like a chain reaction. Yep. So I have been overwhelmed with that, and there was a lot of visibility because of the Nari Shakti Award, and uh, uh, it gave us it gave us a tremendous. Uh, and I I will tell you, two thousand nineteen was the best year, and two thousand twenty. Unfortunately, you know, because of this pandemic, we have really yeah. come. We have, uh, just, but two thousand twenty should have been a good year had everything been okay because we were promised yeah. uh, CSRs from other. They really, mm-hmm. you know, they donate. I mean, they gave us money to buy. um you know lab equipment blood uh, wow. uh, you know we don't have diagnostic equipments and with, with nothing uh, we were able to do so much and um, what if we had diagnostic equipments and it would cost 5 lakhs to 5 lakhs i would not want to spend on a equipment okay i would yes. rather use that money on uh, doing spay neuter or vaccinating or help doing course. some life changing so they said no 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 you 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 buy the second we donate the money so you know we got one of the csr Uh, as part of the csr we got a um, you know blood analyzer uh, in house and so we can you know just quickly do an analysis real quick and uh, solve uh, you know a dog that is having a serious problem very soon rather than wait for it to you know reach mm-hmm. a critical condition so mm-hmm. all of that uh, was a big uh, big change you know the yeah. award really made a difference and Now going to your personal life, Mini. You lived abroad, and then you lived in India as well. Um, what's the difference you can see in terms of uh, how animals are treated? Um, that that not just that, but how is how does the community come together to solve an issue like this? What are the differences you you noticed between the two countries? Yeah, yeah. I that's just just huge. It's just uh, incredibly huge and. it's it's a chasm i mean it's a wide uh, you know gap that um, needs to be filled so it, you know i lived in america so america is especially when it comes to dogs um you know americans have a very special um you know bond with with the dog especially so my first uh, love for an animal also started with a dog and uh, so living in america and i have you know volunteered in um, um in, in in shelters and i've worked with people who have you know who do, who do fostering uh, all of that and it is totally different animal welfare is treated very very seriously over there 
and uh, seriously especially when it comes to dogs i would not say the same with um, you know farm animals or factory of farming course. and all that is it's really you know i will probably come to a change in my life uh, how it how it impacted so much in for me when i went abroad because i i was able to see certain things you know which of i course. never saw in india mm-hmm. but when it came to a dog it was very different so dog welfare in america or in any western country is way beyond what we could ever imagine over here because animals are treated like family in india i would not say that nobody will treat them like there are many people who treat uh, uh, dogs as family but you know it's a very very small percentage Got most it. of them it is like a, you know it's it's, it's like a dog is there yeah it's after all a dog and uh, it's sometimes the concept of dogs. owning right like yeah, what you were saying owning, yeah, yeah. It's owning yeah and uh, there is no legal and also there is no um, what you call a legal uh, uh, what you call a uh, framework here for for uh, uh, animals so in 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 america if you have to, if you have a pet you have to be registered you have to vaccinate the pet you have to uh, you know um, what you call i mean there is every responsibility that you as a pet owner i mean i hate to use the owner like pet parent when let me say yeah, i mean like you know mm-hmm. have have towards the animal and it's taken very seriously if you ever not vaccinate your pet that year so they even have different color tags for that year the the, the, the county has a tag so they see even when you're not there they can if your dog is outside and they can see through the fence or something that your dog had the wrong color you 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 see a, a notice slapped on your door saying that you are your dog's vaccination is not correct you know this so this is that is how huge gap we need to huge fix gap, right yeah so here Maybe we don't right. even have you know a license uh even if i wanted to have a license for my pet there is no means to do it there's no framework that is there to even though it's there by law it's legally it's there you know every animal has to have a license i mean if you have to have a pet in your house you need to get a license you need to vaccinate your pet all of so it is a huge huge gap and um, life of an animal and and also when communities come together animal welfare is treated so seriously so we did we used to uh, i used to be part of um, you know uh, weekend um, volunteering uh, in uh, shelters people just came together from all walks of life we had ceos of companies coming there to clean the kennels we had so there was never uh, this you know hierarchy or or the status or uh, to do a job that was uh, like considered as uh, you know it is b- below your dignity or anything like that so dignity of labor was so uh, vivid and evident you know there so that that's, that's all and here to get to you know to get somebody to help you to do basic things like cleaning a kennel people are very reluctant i mean i i have faced a lot of difficulty in the early days of when we had to uh you know hire people for jobs and there were many people who told me that you know if you ever worked in a shelter you would not even find a bride if you're a guy and wow. you know women not even i mean today we have we have one single uh, woman uh, employee wow. in the shelter other than, other than the veterinarian we had several female veterinarians over there uh-huh. years but we had uh, we have, but you know women hardly want to be in the men men i have had guys tell me it is a very um, I, it, it's below status so it, it's huge it. it's huge i mean i can't even <laughs> tell you it is um, it's very difficult to even explain this like yeah. uh, 
different ends of the spectrum, right? Yes, it's 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 absolutely it is okay. two ends of the spectrum. We we really have a huge attitude change, uh, you know, in this country um, for us to have that mindset to be uh, able to come to that level of uh, being able to do things which these people do. Fundraising, simple thing, you know. I, I have been part of fundraisers where. We will have a target of say like you know five thousand dollars by you know by by afternoon, and you know we would be we would be crossing that limit at ten a.m. in the morning, you know because people will come and just put my I mean it's not like lot so again you know there the concept is never somebody will never come and put you know um like a hundred dollar bill, very few people will do but people will put ten dollar ten a lot everybody I mean people will wow this is for you know. This is they don't even think here. You know, if if even small amounts of money, then people can people who really can afford, they don't do it. So it yep. is not considered as part of some mm-hmm. something where you have to spend your money. People have no problem going and splurging on a mobile latest mobile phone, which is you know thirty forty thousand uh, rupees, but putting thousand rupees for a sterilizing a dog is don't get it. not. Got it. Got it. Enough, so. Got it. Yeah. Now, now flipping the tables and seeing something else that maybe we may be ahead of the West is is something you're passionate about, Mini, which is veganism. I mean, you you're you're an active vegan. Uh, we have a lot of vegetarians in India. I think about fifty, sixty percent. Um, so the one question people always asked me was, uh, is veganism and animal rights activists, are they mutually exclusive? Can I love animals and not be a vegan? What's your opinion on these things? Man? Yeah, so this is where I really want to come to this animal rights versus animal welfare, right? So, see, we, for me also, veganism was a, was a journey. I mean, it still is a journey. Uh, you know, see, being vegan... Uh, it's not only about your food choices. It's about it's it's a lifestyle that you lead, and uh, it is you know it is what is ethical, moral. It is I I would say you know it is probably in in our modern times it is the biggest social justice moment uh, in the world. You know not only in India when India was very very uh, you know. It's a country where Rahimsa is born and country where vegetarianism. And we don't, unfortunately, we don't realize the cruelty um, in dairy, for example. You know, a lot of vegetarians feel that they are not harming animals. But, you know, probably vegetarians harm animals more than non-vegetarians. If I say, make a statement like that, it will be not far from truth. You know, because vegetarians, the, the, the fact that there are so many vegetarians consuming so much of dairy will result in animals being factory farmed, which will have to be finally, you know, have these animals, where are they going to go? Who's going to look after them? So it becomes a vicious circle. And I think, you know, my journey of veganism um, happened in, in America where I was exposed to a lot of cruelty with large animals and especially with, the, so I became a vegetarian when I was very young. You know, that is because of my animal uh, love for animals. I could never see suffering. And I, as a child, I happened to see chicken being slaughtered. And, and that really was created such a big impact that I became a vegetarian at the age of 11. 
and there was no going i mean no looking back i mean i was a vegetarian until you know i became a vegan so uh, uh, so it was uh, it was another step like that but you know i thought vegetarian uh, was like totally cruelty free what are you doing anyway you're not killing an animal but you know you realize that it was it was exploitation so the veganism is to me i feel um, or you know to me veganism is about um, equality and not exploiting got it it is not about food choices it's about your lifestyle choices it's about your it's about what you wear you what you put on your face about your <laughs> you know uh, you know world economies are based on exploitation and i see yep. that it's very true right yes and very also, very very humans, true we we have a way of looking down upon i mean humans themselves i mean our own species we look down a lot on you know based on color based on caste or creed or whatever and 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 animals are, we look down upon them as if they are low level creatures that um, we can use and 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 i think the premise of all of humans and maybe majority of the humans is some lives matter more than others right you know when this whole notion of some lives mattering more than uh, others is there i think we will continue to exploit i can imagine and yeah no it's true very very true mini i think um no i think that answers a lot of uh, questions i personally had as well and a lot of people may have now another thing i want to talk about mini is uh, uh, people who want to start an ngo i mean um i know and personally been involved in organizations that have been inspired by you and see the methods to do it but let's say let's keep animal rights aside for 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 time being and take something else if you're passionate about a social cause what advice would you give to people who want to start an ngo and make it sustainable um yeah so um uh, you know a cause first of all you have to believe in the cause right i mean if you if you are um um if, if you're passionate about a cause you have to believe in it and you have to find like-minded people who also share your passion and if you if you do that then you know and you are you can make it sustainable so if it involves um you know spending money so so there are some things which don't involve spending money at all but it is a cause you know many people who do they spread awareness they actually do um you know there are people who do video i mean these days uh, of the pandemic you see tons of people um making self videos about um, about uh, about something they believe in you know uh and they have recorded video and they explain uh, logically what it is i mean it doesn't cost them money but they are doing a lot but it is something that you you have to like the passion has to burn within you and it needs to like consume you right i mean when you have it uh then i think it will be successful because you would do everything you would give give everything you know becomes your life it becomes your life and uh that is my really the you know the what you call i mean uh, advice to anybody who wants to start an ngo is to you know believe in the cause and also never ever you know try to um uh bring a, you know another organization down or another person down see we have to work complementing each other and, yes. and you know work so if you know uh, ngo a is in the same space but they do xyz then you do abc or you do something else that complements it or helps that and you know not try to say oh this so there is a lot of such uh, you know uh, what you call i mean negativity in especially in animal welfare there's so much 
goes on in terms of you know judgments and saying this right of course everybody makes mistake i mean we all made mistakes we all continue to learn and you know everything doesn't go perfect i mean nothing goes perfect i would say you know always we should be anticipating challenges anticipating day starts and you think you know you want to do 10 things you end up doing one or two things rest everything gets goes up i mean it is just up in the air or whatever so you have to be prepared for all of that and um, you should complement each other support each other if you believe in a cause you have to be committed to it you know and uh, Got it. it's not like a fad that you should have like you know <laughs> one year and then you know you just uh, oh man I'm, i mean there are there are many times where people get burned out you know one more thing i would want to touch upon which is very serious and very important is like um you know this this feeling of getting burned out you know it is fatigue it is fatigue yeah it mm-hmm. is it, 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 this is term called compassion fatigue you know mm-hmm. it is a very true thing mm-hmm. and that is when you you are so overwhelmed by the fact that you are you 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 are uh, frustrated by the fact that you can't make a change okay so i i think we all have to pull ourselves uh, back when you ever feel that you are getting there i think many of us have you know got have got there and we we yep. are bound to get there but yep. i think it takes a lot of sometimes conscious effort to kind of you know make sure make we sure don't hit don't that point yes hit that point and because it can be like it can be very devastating mm-hmm. um to you and to people mm-hmm. around you mm-hmm. and uh, and so that wouldn't help the cause and that wouldn't you know uh, got it speaking speaking of the cause when about about let's say someone wants to um take care of street dogs or wants to make a change and they don't have let's say the funds um the resources the skills or the know how or even the time to start an ngo or get super actively involved like some of us who are insanely passionate about and this becomes our life right let's say i have a friend or someone like that who just sees the dogs and is like i care about this dog how can i make an effort by doing something 2 3 hours a week you know or small steps so how what were some of the things um people can do many to help the cause but don't go full blown if that makes sense yeah so uh, uh, my my advice is to start being in harmony with nature you know observe things around you observe the animals around you observe what is going on and recognize when there is a violation and recognize when there is something not right so if you were a person very passionate about um, dogs or animals and you are not somebody with a lot of money you don't have but you want you want to do something there is there are tons of things you can do and uh, you can start by you know knowing the animals around you that is very simple you can maybe start befriending the animals you can start by seeing are they are they you know if it is dogs are they spayed are they neutered are they vaccinated are they healthy are they suffering from some uh, wounds or some some diseases or so you know there are people who track these animals over years and years i mean like like so i have had people come and say i know this dog for the last 8 years and you know it was perfectly fine and now it's having you know this tumor which is growing it's it's a lump that i am seeing so it is only when you know an animal you will see that you you know if you didn't know an animal next to your house this animal might have always been living there but you will never see that lump you will never see uh, you know uh, the tvt which is a tumor that is there or you never see a skin problem that animal is suffering and until it reaches a point of it is just you know become so impossible to even cure 
that is when you notice it and that is when you can take this animal away from my uh, place so avoiding that and you know being being close to uh, look around you and you know different animals around you different nature i mean like see things see nature birds i mean you you, you just see so much nature if you really want to do it i think that is what i think all of us have to like you know do um i think we will we will go very far if we just did simple things like uh, you know talking to a dog or feeding a, a palaji biscuit once a day to uh, you know a house, <laughs> house is filled with palaji mini my dad uh, i think he accounts for palaji's uh, sales in cyberbar colony no but the other way palaji is very very unhealthy but palaji oh, is palaji is the best way to befriend a dog i yes. will say both at the same time because palaji you should ne- i always tell people you please don't give tons of palaji to dog it is very very bad it is full of sugar it's to the gift but you know you want to try you want to yep. get, become friendly to an animal it's nothing like palaji they just yep. fall for it <laughs> yeah now, now the now the two uh, dogs who come to our house every day for three meals uh, palaji is uh, they don't like palaji anymore cuz that uh, is introduced them to other meals other, other meals yeah yeah so they have graduated they have but palaji is your first uh, you know yeah, your your, yes. your first treat which which is very cheap which is very easy to yes. get and which for which dogs really for i have had dogs like they see me in the shop very close to it and you know they know that i'm going <laughs> yeah. to get because they will watch over watch from there and you know near my house most of the dogs i mean i'm sure it is uh, near your house as well because um people who have who are dog i mean you always know we- we grew up with it i think i think for me at least i mean every time uh, my friends would get into my car when i visit india they'll be like why is there tons of palaji and tiger biscuits in your car and i was like you will not understand but you may understand when you come for morning walks and then i i, I remember my parents would uh, go to a race course and they had a separate they had a particular route they would take when they go for morning walks and all the dogs and even ducks would know so i think palaji is uh, is like ice cream yeah, you know they have uncanny <laughs> ability to know your presence that yep. you know this. and also one more thing i i really wanted to tell upon is that as humans we feel you know we are very evolved our brains are very special yep. and we have we have conquered the whole world and all that but you know we have lost we do not have the basic senses these animals have yep. their senses are developed way beyond our, i mean I, i i don't remember the quote now but it is it's a beautiful quote which is um, which says that you know as humans we have lost the senses which we even had before uh, and you know these animals have senses way beyond our comprehension and they are able to sense when you are there how do you know see this i i um, I'll, i'll tell you the story of uh, this uh, dog that was actually adopted uh, uh, to a place in calicut and um, you know they 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 didn't see the dog for a while and they were saying you know the dog is there you know we occasionally see but you know it goes it has gone to other farms and this and it was it's not really looking very healthy and i was really feeling very bad that you know okay i've given this dog over there and you know i i probably should have just stayed here you know why the why did i ever so i anyway i went to visit and um i stopped the car and we 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 were you know looking you won't believe it the people who came to show me the place couldn't believe it the dog appeared wow yes 
The dog was just not seen over there for the last so many days. They occasionally used to see, but it's not like the dog was not there. They knew the dog was. But when I came, and it wouldn't move. It didn't move until I left the place. And I after that, I told them, see, you 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 have to start feeding regularly. This dog will not go. Be it is not giving food. It's not able to. That's why it's it's not it's been not able to fend for. So you know, believe me. After that, the person who showed me is so moved by that whole incident that he started. And this dog doesn't leave their, um, you know, that that uh, premises after that. It's always even today. He would say, uh, you know, when I when I call, you know, always runny. And he called runny because it's still like dog, and it just runs like it can run crazy. I mean, it can outrun any four-legged uh, <laughs> four-legged dog but it's amazing how did i i even today you see you to me i was made very special that day no human can make me that special i can yeah. tell you not even my parents not even my spouse nobody yeah. would ever yeah. make me so special as a dog that day made me special yeah. it was very very special no, that's a I very come, very touching story yeah. Very touching stuff. <laughs> L- last thing I want to talk about, Mini. I think we're a bit short on time, but last thing is, um, is feminism. I think um, I've always followed you on social media, and I've always noticed. I mean, you are one of the most inspiring women I've met, and it's and obviously other people and personal friends of mine as well have who are all women have have been inspired by you. So, but in a country like India. Where certain you can say mindsets are born right from when women are born. Um, they are they have certain mindsets and they are told this is the way to live life. This is your expectation. How do we break that mold, Mini? How do we go ahead? Not just women, men as well. How how can we be part of the equation to change stuff like this? Yeah. So so feminism. You know, uh, I think it's a m- lot of people. That word is uh, misused or misunderstood by several people. See, feminism is like recognizing ability of women uh, as having capabilities that are you know. In a, women are different from men. I mean, nobody. Women and men are not uh, you know like uh, everything a man does, a woman can do. Maybe some women can do, but it's not like you know they have different strengths and different. Um, you know, um, what you call? I mean, uh, their uh, their mental makeup, physical makeup, all of that is different. But recognizing and respecting a woman's abilities, uh, as you know, not inferior. That is that is really the notion of feminism, right? It is not that saying that you know everything a man does, I I also want to do. It is it is not about that. It is it is about recognizing your own abilities and not. Allowing somebody to trample upon them and telling you that you are because you are a woman you cannot do something, mm-hmm. you know that should never. So in a country, I mean, fortunately, you know, I, I was raised by um, parents who who believed that uh, women can do whatever they wanted. If if you want to do something, you do it. It is not like you know you have to do everything a guy does, but if you feel you want to do something, you can do it. And also, you know, I I have a very unique experience of um, having studied in a bo- in a boys only school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a boys only school, why did a girl study, right? So How did that happen? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> it's a boys only school, uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, you know train uh, training boys for uh, the defense. Uh, I mean, the armed forces. So they go into national defense academy, and it's a boys school. So the only women, only girls who study there. 
are the children of the teachers or the staff over there because they don't have a way of you know taking their children to some school because it's a campus so obviously they have to let the so i had this very unique um, um, you know childhood where i was the only girl in 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 the class of 100 and you know and i had 104 uh, boys in three divisions and i was the only only female uh, and for many of my classmates i was the only female ever as a classmate in their whole life because oh some of them God. came from boy school and then they went <laughs> off to nda they went off to you know and yep. even today so my best friendships were also born there and also that is where i re- realized that you know there is there shouldn't be something that is very inferior as a woman that i should feel i should i should i i have equal capability to uh, demonstrate my abilities and i think that 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 probably um, you know what you call i mean created certain foundation in my mind to um, in my own mind to uh, recognize my capabilities and also to inspire others to never um, you know feel that you know just because somebody told you that you can't do it you, you should you should not be discouraged you know and um, uh, in a country like india it's very difficult and i have had my classmates who who have you know been very very uh, brilliant uh, students who were not allowed to pursue their passion just because they were it's not suitable for a woman uh, and you know many many talents were not uh, allowed like for example simple thing like dancing yeah you know it is it is i can imagine yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see you know well oh this is not something you know people pursue as a profession in respectable families i have heard people well educated people telling this so to to break those conditioning i mean i think there is lot of work still needs to happen uh, but i think youngsters of today have broken quite a bit of stereotypical you know roles like that even their parents have set for themselves they have done it but i think we still have a long way to go and um, for me like i told you i've been very fortunate to be surrounded by uh, people and all, all always my classmates used to give me so much respect i mean even today many of my best friends are from my school days and um, when we meet you know they they do even their 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 spouses will say you know you you know you hold such a high esteem and i mean how how did that happen you know like people have just uh, mind boggling sometimes but i think it was just a matter of uh, respect and we we recognized um, that from very young chi- childhood days and probably i was a ch- student i mean i was a i was a daughter of one of the teachers there so probably nobody wanted to people those days i mean as boys you know like you know yeah. how how they are but of probably <laughs> they they kind of you know gave their oh but teacher's daughter so you have but i think that's where it grew right that respect yep. so somewhere you it took has it to from start there and then yeah i think okay. as as we grow we, we mm-hmm. kind of build on what we have imbibed as, as yeah. uh, you know kids and i'm i'm sure you can have so many examples <laughs> of how your family is wonderful i always you know i i am so inspired when uh, people of my generation have raised their children so well you know you know yeah. i mean your parents kind of our my generation you know yes, I, I, yes. I, yeah and you know they've raised the children so well to to be so um uh, what you call i mean to 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 um, realize their own dreams in their own way and not you know uh, 
uh, imposing or interfering and i mean i think that that culture uh, and i think feminism uh, will go i mean especially with the boys you know who who um, uh, have lots of uh, um, you know friends uh, that are uh, women i mean uh, I, I, they start to re- start respecting and recognizing their um, capabilities and um, encouraging and empowering them as well right yep, i mean yep. i know i know tons of uh, young boys who do that to their uh, friends yeah and i'm i'm so i whenever i see it i'm just so thrilled and uh, you know i'm so happy that is there and how they care about that and how they how they ensure that they are able to realize their how they support them yeah so my my uh, thing is you know just respect i mean never ever consider uh, you know a female of a species as inferior i mean it comes to dogs too i mean unfortunately yeah. you know adoption of dogs i mean i think nobody yeah, other than your dad would uh, share that feeling <laughs> yeah yeah my dad always uh, says and and i didn't know about this i mean i i i did uh, grow up here but then lived outside during formative years and stuff but my dad would always say you know they're looking for male or they're looking for female and i was always very very confused <laughs> about why certain um, stereotypes like this existed and yeah. i think we have to break that you know yeah, i think yeah. it's getting no, there that's there you know people believe that so much that you know i have had people come and say you know if you want a god dog it has to be a male Yeah. So this is this is where the whole philosophy is a little <laughs> twisted, you know. I mean, females make much better. I mean, many yes. of us who are females know females make much better guard dogs, you know. So, <laughs> you know, they may not be like physically very tall or physically very strong. I mean, male dogs are, like, you know, uh, bigger and you know Oscars. they look more muscular. I mean, of course yeah. they are physically built. I mean, men are like that. you know Oscar. and if if a woman wants to say look i have to be i mean there are a lot of muscular women i'm of not course. like to say but you know that we have different type of strengths and uh, yes. diff- the, the the same thing holds with other species as well yeah and yeah. Uh, you know dogs female dogs make wonderful guard dogs i mean it is so strange <laughs> for people to think otherwise yeah. but anyway those are all you know mindsets and conditioning but you know in in other in western countries that uh, those those uh, have totally been eliminated nobody ever has this uh-huh. whole gender bias uh, when it comes to it but certain you know type of uh, roles like you know they have these um, uh, when they even here you know in these military mm-hmm. uh, military things and you know even in airport i i, I was very surprised when when the airport uh, dogs were recruited uh, yeah. they were asked to kind of help out and when i went yeah. everybody is male you know everybody is male and, oh you know, wow yeah, yeah all of them so it was like you know they 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 had the criteria as male uh, you know and and they chose certain breeds because I mean, there are certain breed specific behaviors i would never of say that but of all course. those breed specific behaviors are made by humans yes. and you know there is no indian dog that cannot be trained to do <laughs> any of those things of all course. of this is true but nevertheless our indian indies don't get that kind of you know yep. yeah but nowadays i think those are also changing there are there are a lot of examples of um, you know recently also i i saw in the news that they were looking for um, uh, you know a, a dead body during the floods and mm-hmm. and this dog was the one who actually you know showed the showed okay. where the where the body was and okay. they they felt that it is so good at that then they started to you know one of the police uh, uh person mm-hmm. they wanted to train i mean these indie dogs if you mm-hmm. get them to train as young young dogs and yep. they can pretty much do anything anything yeah. yes 
That Amazing. is so true. That Amazing. is so true. That's so true. Mini, I think we've almost run out of time. So, uh, just before we end, Mini, do you have a message to people who want to help the cause, who who want to know more about uh, not just has but uh, how to help street dogs? Is, is is there anything you would suggest to um, to the to people who are listening? Yeah. So the people who are listening, see whether you are a dog person, a, a compassion. My only only um, you know request is. please do not harm an animal please do not you know do something detrimental to its uh, its well being uh, you know and especially when you are we are you know riding bikes and riding i mean there's so many vehicles please be mindful of you know the street animals they also live here and there are so many cases of accidents of late we have been seeing more and more i mean during lockdown time there were hardly any accident i mean it is so amazing how uh those days we and humans didn't you know move around there were no accidents and uh, and now the number of accidents have really gone up um people uh, so my my uh, request is you know just be mindful of um the streets where animals are also there and be kind and compassionate and even if you didn't do anything out of your way please try not to harm them you know that goes a long way got it no thank you so much mini i really first of all really really appreciate you taking the time uh, i know you're super 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 busy so um thanks thank you so much for doing this mini no it's it's absolutely my pleasure and it's so nice talking to you I don't think we ever had such a long conversation. Never, we never had so. <laughs> Even was... though I know you so well, so it has been my privilege and you know honor to actually it's my privilege and honor to know people like you, uh, who are who who will be the you know torch bearers. I would say you know for the future, and I hope there are more and more of your tribe. You know, just you know make this world a better place, better no. place for all species. I mean, I I just I just hope. that we as humans we recognize we are just one among the billions of species you know yep. we are not yep. in control we are not at yeah. all in one virus could control us yep. you know just just made our life so restrictive for so many months and continuing <laughs> to do it you know we are no no we are no super human we are no superpower at all so Definitely. Thank you, Karan. Thank you so no. much. Thank you so much, Mini. Really lovely, really lovely talking to you. And we should do this again. If it's not a podcast, I think we should first of all come over for lunch or dinner, and then. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, a long, I, long standing thing. I would love to do it. I really would love. It. I actually, I I would love to do it. I mean, it's yeah. not because you know I. I know I don't need invitation. It's not really. Yeah, you, you can walk into this house any time. But I was telling my mother, and she was saying, "Yeah, you know." Uh, so yeah, we were both telling my dad that Mini should come over. So any time, Mini. Certainly, Hopefully certainly. After this, this year, you're going to be here, so we yes, will make it yes, happen this year definitely, for sure. Definitely. And thank you so much for holding up. Uh, you know, helping us out, and um, your whole family. We are, we are totally. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, it's, it's such a. honor to be associated with people like you know your dad um yeah, we're all big fans of your dad okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, i i'm a big fan but i just don't tell him personally i think <laughs> he knows that he knows it, so <laughs> you don't have to tell him you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes he yeah. tells me, <laughs> but no. But thank, thank you so much, Mini, yes, and, and definitely we'll talk soon. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Bye, bye. Mini. Good bye, night. Bye. Good bye. Night. Bye. Good night. Thank bye. you. Bye. Yeah. Bye. 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 bye.